another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney Cast Members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. In today's episode, I'll be chatting to a guest slightly different, not necessarily a cast member, but a Disney keynote at heart. I would love to introduce a content creator and a pretty all-round cool guy, Nate, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. Super excited. Um, I love just chatting about Disney, so um, what a way to start the morning. Of course, yeah, and obviously we can hear an accent, so tell us where you are in the world and how things are for you over there. Yeah, so uh, I am Canadian, uh, born and raised um, on the west side of Canada and um, now here in Toronto, Ontario. Um, so I've, I've lived here my, my whole life. I'm a little chilly, but it's wonderful. Unfortunately, I don't get to go to Disney very often, though. That's, that's, that is the unfortunate part. But uh, How far is, how, what is your nearest Disney park? So uh, Disney World is our nearest park, which is about a three and a half hour uh, plane right. ride. Um, and then the, the next, of course, would be Disneyland, which is uh, quite a bit further. But um, yeah. still, still a plane ride nonetheless. So whether you pick one or the other, it's not, it's not, not a big deal. Exactly. For Disney, we'll go, I'll go to the end of the earth, you know, I'll be like, yeah. I'm going to play for 24 hours and I'm fine with it. Oh. <laughs> um, but I mean, we've got loads to talk about, Nate, but before we get into your journey with the Disney company, um, let's get started with a little Disney quick fire. Does that sound good? That sounds wonderful. Amazing. Let's do it. So first things first, I want to know what your favorite Disney park in the world is. Oh, favorite Disney park in the world. It's got to be Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. OG. OG, of course. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Are we, are we saying Disneyland or California Adventure? I'm guessing we're going to Disneyland. Uh, Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I want to say that um, I always tell people if, if I'm at a Disney park for three or more days, it's probably going to be Disney World. But otherwise, Disneyland just has a little bit of everything in it. And it's just it's such a great guest experience. I agree with you. I just think it's that I know it sounds so cheesy and cliche and everyone says it, but it is the essence of Walt as well that is there that just makes it feel so special. I just such a fan i mean like i said send me to any disney park right now i'll be happy but i love disneyland as well great shout um favorite disney ride nate splash mountain splash mountain splash mountain it, it, it wasn't my favorite ride until uh recently um it was always haunted mansion um i love i love a good dark ride um but um yeah it uh the theming the 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 songs just i don't know it's it's uh it's a nice long chill ride that i just enjoyed yeah. amazing and obviously we have the tiana overlay coming really soon i'm excited for that i know a lot of people ask me because they know that it's my favorite ride if i'm i'm upset about it but um i think it is time for a change and i was there for uh splash so i'm excited to see what they do with it definitely amazing okay your favorite disney movie that's a hard one but what's your favorite no, it's an easy Dis- one. Oh, easy really <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah hercules uh, it's always been my absolute favorite yeah nice. yeah so I've, I've seen all your cosplays on tiktok i should have known that really shouldn't i <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, your go-to snack and drink in a disney park Ooh, um from different locations but go-to snack is probably a beignet um and then uh, go to drink would be a fun wheel. Ooh, what's a fun wheel? A fun wheel um, you get from um, uh, uh, what's it called? What's it called? Um, I, I've I've only been there a couple times, but um, the Lamplight Lounge, I believe oh, it's yeah. called. It's, it's at California Adventure, yeah. um, and it looks over um, the wheel, right? Um, but it's it's um, 
It's, it's a pretty fun um, adult beverage. Uh, <laughs> love it. I was going to say, I was gonna say you love the beignets. Have you had the boozy beignets at Port Orleans before? I have not. Do I have that. Not Next those. time, just okay. pop, over to, pop over to Port Orleans. It's beautiful anyway. But they've got, they in, literally inject the beignets with like Bailey's Irish cream. And oh my Kahlua. It's yeah. so good. I'm like, come on, Parks. Give it, I, we don't have to go all the way to Port Orleans for this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but amazing um okay second to last question the spitfire your favorite cosplay that you've done so far hercules as well yeah gotta be yeah staying true yeah, love it's, it it's yeah um i i wish i could do more justice to him but um like the cosplay itself is just like a purchased one like it's nothing special by any means but yeah. it's just my favorite character favorite favorite movie so it's just kind of yeah it's the one that resonates amazing. the most with me Brilliant. Okay, your last question is if you could work in any role in the Disney company, what would it be? I can tell you um, it would 100%. If there's any way I could be uh, <laughs> a Hercules live action character in some capacity, that would be so much fun. Um, but realistically, I could see myself um, working as an Imagineer. Amazing. That is, that is, that's like everyone's, I think, top dream, isn't it? Like get Imagineering, get that, dis those, all those feels and those vibes and that creativity into what we love the most, the Disney parks. Absolutely. But, but I mean, now we are all in a Disney mood. Let's get into your journey with your love for the Disney company. So tell me where it all began. How did you fall in love with the company initially? Well, I mean, I think like a lot of people, it just kind of began when I was uh, a kid, when I was a lot younger. Um, of course, I had a big box just filled with VHS movies. Um, for those that know what VHS are, I'm not sure what the, the age of your audience <laughs> is, but um, but um, that 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 was always it. Um, every day, picking out different VHS, watching that uh, with my mom, my my dad, or my brother. Um, now that kind of just went on for most of my life, just wanting to be a superhero, um, playing with to action figures and toys. Um, I kind of lost a little bit of that though in, in the middle part of my life. And it really came back to me about three years ago um, after I had just kind of um, honestly gotten out of a relationship and was just kind of like looking for what made me happy. Um, and I ended up going back to Disney um, with one of my friends and just, of course I was already, I was already in love with the brand, but, um, it definitely spoke to me in a way that uh, I knew the community of people, just the, the community of people is what brought me back to it. It's so interesting that, um, obviously when, when breakups happen or things in our life have massive shifts and changes that I think we, the advice we get from our friends and family is just to talk about it and to maybe like seek therapy sometimes. And, but Disney can end up being a form of therapy. Like that's why I started this podcast because we, if I could, if I could have just had a day in the Magic Kingdom over the last year with this madness that's gone on with COVID, it would have just cured every, like every badness that has, that's occurred in my head. But <laughs> it's, it's just, like you said, it's a community of people and a community that is just so rich and, wonderful isn't it well it, and and that's that is to me one of the most important thing well it is the most important thing uh, about disney is that um and you you hear so often um as an adult like oh you disney's for kids or all this type of stuff right and it's it's not i mean it's it's um it really is just a place for anyone 
um, who just wants to love life, love themselves. Um, and, and people are there to support you because they've been through the same things. They've been told the same things. And, um, yeah, it's, it's special. It's very special to me. So would you say that the Disney parks and the Disney brand had, considering as well that you, it was only like, like you said, three years ago where you was like, oh my God, this is like the Disney, the Disney brand is, is everything. Did the Disney parks and the Disney company have any influence on the career path that you wanted to take? Um, interesting, not really. So, um, so I design theme parks for a living. That's what I do. Um, That's very cool. That is, that is very, very cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting though because yeah disney definitely played a role in it um really when i was going through school and after that um i was into video games i was still into anime and and uh disney and that type of stuff and i had wanted to get into game development of some capacity and then as i went into um computer science and into game dev um, i ended up kind of branching off into animation because i ended up uh, enjoying that a little bit more um and I really wanted to be at Pixar at that point because um, it was it's it's the animation studio to yeah. you know to, to it's the animation studio that you would anyone would want to be at. Um, but um, I just kind of honestly found the job where I'm at, and I would say that the job I ended up um, now working for is also another reason why I love Disney as much as I do, um, just because. Um, yeah, they, I think they go, they go in tandem. I, I don't think one uh, happened really without the other. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, roller designing yes. <laughs> is a very broad statement. I mean, I need I need to ask you, like, what does that entail? What is your like day to day work? I'm sure there's no day to day. I'm sure it's different yeah. every single day. Yeah, yeah. But what how what what does someone that designs theme parks do? Well, I saw I saw the tip of your tongue like roller coaster tycoon, yeah. uh, <laughs> and um, uh, for me that is what it is. So um, really, like our company itself um, is very unique, and we're, we basically have five studios in itself. We have landscape architecture, architecture, interior designers, graphic designers, and a creative studio. So. Um, in general, it's kind of like building a little city, right? Um, you have to build the buildings, you have to build accommodations, uh, everything, right? So that's why you have this broad range of uh, disciplines that work at, at, at a place. Myself being in the creative studio, um, what do I do exactly? Well, um, the creative studio branches from anywhere from theming um, different projects or attractions um, to present, presenting those to the client themselves. Um, so my background being in game development and animation, what I do is I manage basically a team that uh, builds out these parks in 3D, like Roller Coast Tycoon, so that the client can experience what the guest would before they actually um, decide to build the place. So it is, it is, which is very cool. Is um, yeah, my my job itself is probably the most roller coaster tycoon aspect of um, the career path, which has been a lot of fun. That is crazy. I literally can't imagine the possibilities that you can literally bring to life in that role and I mean who didn't play roller coaster tycoon or zoo tycoon as a kid right yeah. like and then to actually be turning that into a career path is just insane how you said that you just sort of like came into the role how does someone end up in that industry you said that you obviously love video games and you wanted to get into animation did you have to study anything in particular to get into that particular role 
Um, not really. I think so. In general, um, there there are actual programs down the the states for people that want to get into themed entertainment. Um, me being up here in Canada, we don't really have programs like that. So we actually pull from basically all the different disciplines. So if we're looking for um, our architecture studio, we we look for architects. Uh, we look landscape architects. We uh, interior designers, right? Um, you can really pull from any discipline to come into um, into our office. It's not like you have to necessarily be in that industry already. Um, myself kind of being dropped into it. Um, I just, I count myself lucky because I came in as an intern. I found this job and was like, hell, I'm going to apply for it. Right. Like uh, I see what I can do. And um, my first internship, I was just ordering papers because I didn't know how to do anything yeah. <laughs> just straight up. I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was just basically sorting papers, helping out with things. But um, it's also a great, it's a great industry where for myself, I was able to kind of almost develop um, a studio in itself um, because um, previous to this uh, 10 years ago, when I started um, creative studio was basically more illustrations um, and that type of way to present to the clients. So we use less 3d for um, actual we use a lot of 3D to obviously build out the, the the plans and all that type of stuff, but not as much for presentations. So um, it's been it's been fun, and um, there's lots of opportunity there for for anyone coming from any discipline. I was gonna um, my final thing on this part of the of the episode was gonna be if you could give advice to someone that ha- that wants to get into that field, what would you say to them? Uh, connect with people as many people as you can the the industry itself is fairly small um, and I would definitely look into the TEA which is the themed entertainment association Um, different things like that or conferences like IAPA um, these are all things I would say would be extremely helpful to kind of just get to know people um, because yeah uh, what I've noticed too especially for my company is a lot of times people with any job too um, they're gonna look for personality um, before anything else, skill sets important, but um, you can teach anyone to to do a job. In my yeah. opinion, you can't teach someone to be a good person. That is everything. Like I'm so glad you said that because I think that is something as cast members at the parks and across the company. I really think that's what it comes down to. Anyone can serve a table at the Rose and Crown where I worked. But at the end of the day, it comes down to that personal ability and being able to talk to people and be approachable and friendly and like be willing to give everything to a guest or to whatever you are working on. And I th- like you said, personality is, you can't teach that. That is, that is at the end of the day, something that just comes naturally. And I mean, obviously you're wonderful, so I'm not surprised <laughs> that you ended up in it. But, no, you <laughs> but I mean, I could sit here and talk about um, about theme park design all day long, but obviously the way that I ended up finding you and reaching out to you was through your amazing um, online content that you um, produced. A lot of that being Disney inspired, Star Wars, Marvel. Um, what sparked the inspiration to start co- creating content online originally and why um, focus so much on Disney? As far as, as, far as um, sparking the content creation, there's kind of two layers to this. Um, most people know me from TikTok at this point. And like many people, my TikTok account started because I was at home uh, during COVID, bored out of my mind. Uh, <laughs> and that was basically it. I was looking for a creative outlet, a um, uh, way to kind of just, yeah, show off what I was. And I think one of the very first videos I did was me dressed up as Peter Pan doing like some uh, like Superman pushups of some sort. Just so it kind of looked like I was flying through the air and stuff. And 
it just it gave me a lot of joy just to do that um, outside of any recognition because especially when you're starting out you've got zero followers and no one really knows what you're doing and um, you have to do it just because you enjoy it right so for me it was just it was a way to just um, spread a couple smiles and get a laugh out of myself um, now that being said, my content creation started quite a while before that. Um, and it was very Disney related. Um, this was about three years ago and, and that happened because I was finally becoming confident with myself and, uh, and understanding that, um, I could put myself out there. Um, I come from, uh, I used to be definitely quite a bit heavier. Um, I was definitely on the fluffy side. Um, and with that, um, I had low self-esteem, low uh, self-confidence. Um, and one of the, I, I would never post anything with my face on it, on my Instagram. Oh. Um, and then um, I had to start getting in shape, got healthy mentally. And um, I actually, I took kind of a before and after picture at one point and my friend just told me I have to post it. You have to post this. And I was super nervous to do it, but I did. And um, the amount of um, love I got was just truly amazing. And, um, I realized that, yeah, there's, there's a lot of toxicity out there on social media, but for every one person that's trying to bring you down, there's a thousand people trying to bring you up. Yeah. Um, they may not be as vocal, but, uh, they're there. Absolutely. They're there. Um, and then, um, just kind of moving from that point, the first moment that I kind of got a little bit of recognition was, uh, me going to my, uh, run Disney event dressed up as Hercules. And, um, that was really kind of where community fitness and Disney kind of came together. Um, and I realized that it would be kind of a presence online for that. Amazing. And I mean, it's, I've spoken to um, a couple of content creators on this show before, and something I always do like to address is the challenges that come from um, creating content. There is a lot of, I mean, what I'm doing here isn't necessarily social media based, but it is, it's still, there's still a demand, like you still want to make sure you're giving enough content out while doing your normal job as well, while also um, living and having a social life, but keeping this momentum going, which can be hard. And it also, I think can be quite difficult um, to not get lost in the likes and the follows and all of that stuff as mm. well. What are the main challenges that you find that you've had um, through creating content on TikTok, Instagram, and all the other socials? Well, I mean, as challenges go, um, I feel like the challenges you you have, you put there, uh, you you create your the challenges for yourself. Really, there there aren't that many challenges um, in general. Um, it, it does come from uh, consistency, of course. It, it comes from making sure you're. Um, you love what you're doing. You're, you're not afraid of what other people say. Um, there, there are a lot of challenges, uh, mentally, um, also physically, because like I'm up late doing this type of stuff, trying to, trying to get that and my job done. But, um, the, I think the most important thing is really, um, about understanding that you're doing it because you want to, it's a passion for yourself, right? You don't want to go into the content creation thinking that you're, going to become famous or yeah. anything's going to happen from it because more times than not, it's probably not uh, more times than not. You think a good, you're going to produce a good video and it might, it might be a good video, but it might not do well. The ones that I spend the episodes that we spend hours editing or like the, the pictures that we'll spend like hours getting like really good pictures for and touching up and stuff. We'll just get like 
30 likes and you're like, how did this other one that I randomly edited in like 10 minutes get like 300 likes and this one got 10? Like, it's yeah. so bizarre, isn't it? Well, it, it brings up a good point. And it's something that I've noticed for sure as well is um, the most important thing on social media is, has become authenticity right and and when you don't spend time editing something um or yeah doing that type of thing it, it does become more authentic because it usually is um you're just putting yourself out there and you're you're talking or um you're, you're showing yourself in a picture and and people love that because they get to know who you actually are and um so that's something i would definitely say is it it has um, because of everything you see on social media. It's, it's hard to be always authentic because everyone's touching up everything and everyone looks better than they did the day before. Yeah. Um, but um, at this point, be yourself, be authentic um, and love what you're doing because um, if you can't, there's no reason to not, there's no reason to do it anyways. Amazing. I mean, again, like it's, it's so great to hear from someone who is creating content regularly and um and obviously you do have a a fair following as well like you've been really you've been you've done really well to get people that are really enjoying your content myself included and a lot of our listeners as well um to summarize the content creation um part of your life right now what again like i asked about the advice to get into the theme park industry what would you say your main advice is to people that do want to get um do want to get themselves involved with social media and content creation? Um, if, if you want to get involved into social media and content creation, I would say, um, yeah, make, make sure that you're first and foremost before anything else, make sure you want to do it because you love it. Um, if you don't love it, it's not going to be worth your time. Um, yeah. And it's going to hurt you in the end because I know a lot of people too that um, are trying to do it because they want the likes and stuff like that. But if you don't get those, it's going to hurt way more than, yeah. than, than otherwise. So just, yeah, make sure that um, you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, but secondly, I would just say just kind of as, as what I've, I've learned myself is consistency is key. People want the content continually. Um, and it's not that people will necessarily forget about you if you don't have that content there, but um, it, there is definitely a, an aspect of quantity over quality, um, as we kind of talked about. As long as the authenticity is there, um, that's that's what's gonna that's what's gonna make the difference. Of course, amazing. Well, I mean, keep it coming because we love it. So do keep it coming, please. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanna I wanna ask on a whole throughout your um, career so far, and this can this can be um, like the the fun stuff you do on uh, on social media and with the content creation or in your um, career with theme parks as well. What has been the highlight so far that really stands out to you? I mean, there, there's been a lot of highlights. Um, I mean, you can't give more than one. You haven't got to give just one. I know that's like the ridiculous question. Like, well, give me one. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I technically do have one highlight, but um, it, it's been really, really interesting. Um, all the people I've had the, the chance to meet and you, you never you never know who's listening or watching um, your content and you could be a small account and someone could just stumble across your, your stuff and funnily enough it, it wasn't um, it wasn't when I had a big account that this happened but um, at one point I was doing Hercules cosplay and I got a, a message from someone and they were like hey um, by chance um, 
he sent me his number and all this type of stuff. And he's like, I'd love you. I'd love to connect you with uh, one of my best friends. Um, and at this point I was kind of intrigued and all that, but I ended up connecting with them and it turned out to be Andreas Deja, um, who for those that don't know is the original uh, animator and artist of Hercules and Jafar and Scar and, and Gaston and, and all these characters. So um, I got to meet uh, Andreas Deja and uh, we became friends and we'll text each other every once in a while and um, get onto Zoom calls and stuff like that. So it's, it's really, really interesting to, um, yeah, you, you, like I said, you never know who's watching um, yeah. and what opportunities can come of it. Definitely. That that's definitely been the highlight of um, of this this so far is being able to meet the the one person who's changed your life as well. That is crazy. That it's almost come full circle, right? To this like little kid who loved Hercules, and then yeah. you just go and put it, put it out there, and you say, "I'm going to be creative." And you've gone through this. It is. It, I've I've also gone through um, the mental trauma of like of not wanting to put myself on social media because you want to look a certain way and getting to that point where you're like, you know what, this is me. Like, I'm confident. I'm, I feel better about myself and I and I want to put myself out there. And the award to, the reward to get that connection. And like you said earlier, it is all about connecting and networking all the time um, with this Disney legend from yeah. of, all, of all animators as well. Um, absolutely amazing what a crazy what a crazy journey you've had and i just know it's gonna be it's just gonna keep going i can just see it <laughs> which is amazing um i know that in in the industry you're in um it's a, a lot of things are under wraps but is there anything coming up that you can hint about is there any any exciting things that you're working on at the moment or that you've recently worked on unfortunately no like i mean yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff coming up but yeah. um yeah no un unfortunately everything we do is is very um very much under wraps under nda things like that so i can't i can't touch on any of that stuff but um i've i will say i've had the opportunity to work with um amazing clients um and and a lot of uh, different companies whether it's been um six flags universal lego um different different places like that a whole bunch of different uh, companies in china it's it's been a very very cool experience um th to be in this career oh i'm so excited for whatever is on the list and i can't wait yeah. to see whatever comes up <laughs> when it's when it is out there you know um but i do have one final question for you nate and this is all about an unpopular opinion something about within the disney company a park a film a character something that you are not a fan of so my question for you is I want to know what your deepest, darkest Disney confession is. Oh, geez. So, I mean, I could probably come up with something that is an unpopular opinion, but um, if, if we're just taking a deepest, darkest Disney confession, um, <laughs> for myself, I would have to say that uh, something that a lot of people don't know about, but um, uh, Snow White and Cinderella, I, I've never seen those movies. And they're like, no <laughs> what? yeah, I know two, two of the, 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 the biggest princess movies, but, um, I, I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of Disney movies, but I've, I've never seen those two. Wow. What is it? Are you at a point in your life now where you're just like, you know what? It's gone this far. I'm just not going to bother. No, I, I mean, I really, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just end up watching Hercules. <laughs> it's a good alternative, you know, but, um, but yeah, that's that's probably my biggest darkest uh, Disney secret in itself. Um, 
But yeah, in popular opinion, I'm not sure. I feel like my opinions are, are probably all very are, are very, very similar to a lot of people. They probably come yeah. up with something, but. I mean, that was a confession in itself. So you yeah. just, you, you've outed yourself to the world, mate. People I know, now know, I know that you have not got those on your list. So <laughs> I'll have to do something about that. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely get your homework on. But I mean, Nate, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast and sharing your journey with us. Like I said, I'm so excited to see the content that you're going to keep producing because it is so amazing and everybody loves it. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. No, thank you so much, Riley. Really appreciate it. And of course, it's always a great time to talk Disney. And and uh, yeah, so just appreciate you and uh, the whole community. So thank you. Of course, no worries. So just one more huge thank you to Nate, everyone. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, but this has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast member. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, follow our Instagram, and listen to all of the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic, everyone, and bye for now.